Hello and welcome back to another thrilling episode of The Soldiers of Hell with me, Andy. And me, Spence. So, I think we had some ledger items. It's time to resolve the outstanding issues from the last podcast or longer ago. Let's mark things off the ledger, let's mark things off the ledger, let's mark things off the ledger, ledger, ledger. Have you got a ledger? That's the first question. That's the first thing. I've got a ledger. It's, um, you know, Brave New World. It's an electronic ledger now. So I'm taking notes on it rather than having to scribble down on a bit of old paper that's going to get tossed into an old hat. But I've got a ledger. It's item one, sort of. Would you say it's legible? Very much so. Now I have the functionality of a keyboard rather than my own spider-like handwriting. It's it's a lot better. But the second item was um, we, we briefly mentioned that I found a, um, a haul of He-Man figures in, in my mum's loft. Um, and I found one in particular that's neck extends, um, like a cyborg-type person. And unsurprisingly, I couldn't recall his name. So I don't think he was even ever in the TV series that I can recall. But we couldn't remember his name. Do you have it? Because I can't even remember him. I, can't, I, need, to, I need to see a picture of him. He's got blue arms and blue legs. And the sort of, you know, every single He-Man figure had the same body. It's basically He-Man's body, just in different colours with different coloured furry pants. It's that body with like a red clip-on armour and a yellow club, which seemed a bit brutal for He-Man. And when you turn his body to the left, the neck extends. And and he was called Mecha Neck, which makes sense because he's mechanical and he's got a neck. Clever. (laughs) Yeah. It's a name that's designed to make sure that you never forget it. All of the products had that sort of theme going on with them, like Ram Man. It's from the Ron Seal School of Toys. Yeah, that's exactly it. He was from Derby. He um he played with sheep. <laughs> N- name some other characters. This is fun. Um, right, okay. Beast Man. What do you think his particular school was? That he collected mini beasts under leaves and mosses. Exactly that. He's actually he's ginger. He's, he's a strange. I wouldn't have thought. You know, when you're designing a, an evil warrior, you don't. You wouldn't think. Oh, let's cover him in orange fur. Another one. Triclops. Now, what do you think Triclops is like? Oh no, this is getting complicated. I know. So, I know. I would say he's got three of something. Coconuts that you bang together to sound like a horse's hooves. No, it's not that. He's got three eyes. Sensible. Yeah, and and it, it goes on. The the most disturbing. one can recall is there was a one that was like a ninja and he was called fisto that's worrying <laughs> that that that's give, given me an image i didn't want <laughs> it's like even then someone surely should have had an alarm bell sounding when they went i've got a great idea for a child's toy we're going to call it fisto <laughs> that's so not r- right in any way <laughs> yeah. i think I'm going to see if I can find a picture of him here. Because I think, in my mind, it's like there's a, he had a golden hand. Hang on. Which even makes it worse. There's nothing about this that's... Oh, no. No, no, no. It's. I'm obviously thinking of a different one in my head. But again, I think we can all agree now, looking back, He-Man, there's something homoerotic about He-Man. Without a doubt. And this guy only adds to that. It's got the same basic He-Man body, you know, again... Well-built man, clearly shaved, just in a pair of small furry pants, and he's got he's got a sword in one hand. Fine, he's a warrior. On the other hand, he's got what can only be described as a massively oversized silver fist. <laughs> oh, and he's got a beard as well. Just to, can I, you know, can I just stop you there though? 
slight problem. You've just been uh, doing ledger research mid-show. Is that is that the new thing? Is that you, you're allowed to do that? You know, like we've been meant. I suppose this is the ongoing theme, is it? It's the thing that's cropped up time and again. Is that times have moved on so much since the last set that we can now get instant instant answers. Hang on, the internet wasn't invented after we started podcasting. No, but we were using all of the computing power to record to record us. I suppose. Or did we just not think to do that? Uh, <laughs> it was probably both. <laughs> A bit of both. Also, it's um, what we need to do is make sure, you know, that we shouldn't let people in on this, but it's, it's a trick to make people want to come back and listen next week, isn't it? Or they could just look it up for themselves. What am I doing? What? Why am I talking them out of it? This is... <laughs> This is a terrible idea. No, please come back. Let's just agree on a ground rule that where research assists the show in progress, we'll do it live. Where it doesn't really warrant it, we'll put a pin in it. Is that the phrase the Americans use? Yeah, there is no doubt that researching a character called Fisto (laughs) is something I would rather you do on your (laughs) PC. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've got that in-private browsing thing that I can... (laughs) Turn on <laughs> internet history delete. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Do you accept cookies? No, thank you. <laughs> not, not from someone called Fisto. <laughs> Depends if you wash your hands or not. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah, and so, so, yeah, He-Man toys. Where did, How did we get onto that? So I, I think we've got a new item here. We we found another recurring character. So we know, uh, I'm, I'm classing subjects as characters here. I would say that uh, Steps is a character. Bond is a character. Eurovision is a character. Is the other character in our lives He-Man? Yeah, I think these are the pillars that hold up our our cultural identity. Really, I, I might change our tagline on our website to. Um, Soldiers of Hell, and and when it says description, if you don't like Steps, Bond, Eurovision, or He-Man, you can do one. That that's just the description we need, isn't it? You know, it only you only need to like one of them. We're not going for a clean sweep. You only like to need to like one, and I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of people who do like all of them. Perhaps where that Venn diagram meets is just me and you in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, that, you know, one day I would like to do a physical Venn diagram of uh, our likes and dislikes and just get like loads of people in. You know, like when you play that game at, I don't know if you ever went to Scouts, where you have to, I don't, they say something, you have to run to a corner of the room. Oh, yeah. If you do that, like on a playground, and if you like this thing, go here, but if you like this and that, stand here and just, you know, I suppose a, a physical Venn diagram, and it would just be probably us with a good couple of hundred metres clear space either side. You probably couldn't do that anymore. It would be a health and safety issue. There's too 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 much risk involved, too many opportunities for collisions. If you like superheroes, go here. If you like Marvel and DC, go here. Bash. Not many people in that camp. I don't know. I think I think it's all f- I think you either like superheroes or you don't. I, I, I don't believe in the why would you not like both? When I say I say I literally can contradict myself now. I said not many people in that camp. There's two here. That's a hundred percent. But again, maybe we are just where the Venn diagram meets. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that these these um, are these. I suppose they're not 
do these go off into space? Like people say, oh yeah, radio programs, they go off into space, like TV broadcasts. Does this go off into space and that somewhere, some time in the future, there's going to be an alien going, yeah, oh, I like Superman and Iron Man. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how it all connects together. Depends where the server is, I suppose. I'd hate to think that one day us chatting is the thing that brings the alien Armageddon to Earth. Yeah, but it's all right because we'd have um, people like Superman to defend us. That's true. You can't unring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Whilst we're on the topic of superheroes then, what what do you make of this... There's going to be a Batgirl movie. I think, first of all, they need to not do it like they did in Batman and Robin. Yeah. You know, stay, aw- stay as far away from that concept as possible. I think it could work. I think it really could work, but you need to get the right person and the right tone. I- I'm not a big Batgirl knowledge base, but as far as I'm aware, Batgirl comics are quite popular, as you would expect, with a sort of young female audience now who are looking for something a bit that's not just a woman in a superhero film has to have, you know, huge breasts and a skimpy outfit. It's a little bit more nuanced and a bit more realistic. I think as long as they can maintain that, there's that pre-built-in audience that are going to like it, which is a good thing. Pretty much concur, other than you use the word realistic (laughs) to describe (laughs) describe, uh, a masked vigilante. (laughs) But... I have a theory then that DC are trying to find their niche. So they essentially, having been the the superhero um, dominant force for a lot of years with, with their Superman and Batman properties, then Marvel came along and, and did um, their thing very well and created a connected universe. And then DC have sort of jumped on that bandwagon but are struggling to get it going and to find their tone. But the thing that seems to have been most successful so far out of the few films that we've had is the strength of the female characters. Yeah. And and now they have announced a Batgirl standalone movie. They've also announced the is it Gotham's Gotham Sirens or something? Gotham City Sirens, which is the one with Harley Quinn, Catwoman and Poison Ivy. It's, you know, something that just seems to, for whatever reason, slip me by. But, yeah, I think it would fit in quite well with that. And, of course, um, something I have noticed is they've started this DC superhero girls sort of cartoon franchise. Have they? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I suppose, yeah. So it's got, like, all, like, Wonder Woman as head girl, and they're all going to, like, a superhero college, which is, I suppose, it's a way of getting the kids aware from the start, I suppose. And then there's the Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie comes out later this year and looks pretty good, actually. It's arguable that Wonder Woman came out of the whole Batman versus Superman thing in the best shape. Yep, definitely. Uh, c- certainly she's the only one who had anything close to a decent theme tune. Sing it. It's sort of generic Zack Snyder. That sort of thing. A little bit um, Led Zeppelin, Immigrant Song. Yeah. Which is good. I like that. And I, re- I yeah, I, speaking of this, in fact, it might be, it's an appropriate point to jump on the fact that I watched the Justice League trailer today. All right. Yep. And it's, you know, I hate to say this because I felt like I said it before Batman versus Superman and I said it before Suicide Squad, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yes. 
I think it looks as though they've they've tried to edit the tone a little bit. I think it's almost like they've they've thought actually we're, we're making Bruce Wayne the sort of a very Tony Stark character. Yes, he's cracking wise in pretty much every scene that he's in in the trailer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even to the point where, um, I suppose if you say they've borrowed it, where the, even the line that um, Aquaman says about, you dress like a bat, I dig it, which is, it's almost identical in sort of the way it's expressed to, you know, the bit in uh, Civil War. Yeah. Where they're all sat around with Black Panther and Falcons only goes, so, you like to dress like a cat. Yeah, taking the Mickey out of the basic idea of a costume. So I think they're starting to borrow, as well as the themed universe idea from Marvel, the way that there needs to be light and dark, not just shades of Zack Snyder grey. Black and yeah. pitch black and jet black and charcoal grey. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about the theme tune to Wonder Woman. So i tell you something that I really miss from movies of, of, of the modern era. The theme tune. So I love I love cinematic music, but but I miss that kind of pop song that always gets released alongside a movie. Like it always used to happen in the nineties. It always used to be uh, a big song in the charts with pretty much every every popular Hollywood movie that that came out. Going gets tough. Yeah, Gotham City by R. Kelly is one of the strongest. <laughs> <laughs> Was that from Batman and Robin? Yes. Jesus, they but, really did get everything wrong, didn't they? I think I have talked myself out of this already. Um, I'm not particularly a fan of U2, the band. I have to say the band. I know there's only one of you, but it still always sounds weird to me saying U2. <laughs> anyway, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of, fan of theirs. However, I, I, there is a particular period in their history that really speaks to me. And that is the, the 12 months that started with them releasing Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me as part of Batman Forever. Then Bono and the Edge going on and uh, writing the theme tune to Goldeneye. And then uh, the other two, I forget their names, did the um, the remix of the Mission Impossible theme for the Tom Cruise film. And that was all in a 12-month period that was a pretty strong cinematic set of tunes, wasn't it? That's a lot of fingers in a lot of franchise pies, isn't it? Yeah. French pies. If that's all you two had ever done, I think that would have been a pretty good legacy. Do you know what? I often forget that Bono and the Edge wrote Goldeneye. And, you know, like you, I'm not a big U2 fan, but that's unarguably a good song and a very good Bond song. Yes. The thing that I miss... Coming back to cinematic music, is I miss the the character theme. We talked briefly about the the Wonder Woman one, but there just seems to be as as good as the Marvel movies are, and as good or bad as some of the um, the more recent Batman efforts have been. There's not really been that sort of you know the Superman music. Yeah, every you you know what's happening. You you know you're going to get heroic action when you hear that music. You, there's none of that anymore. You just tend to get that generic, that you know, that signals impending danger. Any advert now is just, you get a blare of a chord, and that's about it. 
I'm so glad I'm recording you on my PC right now because I am sampling that and I'm going to send it to Warner Brothers, DC and every other major movie studio and say, you just need to recruit this guy for your soundtracks. <laughs> I'm, going to yeah. take, I'm going to take a 10% cut at least of that. I think that's fair. They don't need any of that orchestra anymore. He doesn't need me doing that. To be fair, there's only one person who could do it better and that's Brian Blessed. Or Harold Bishop. Mob. <laughs> The the thing you were just saying about the Marvel films all sound very similar. I watched a very good YouTube video called the Marvel Symphonic Universe was the name of the YouTube video. And it had been put together by a film studies expert who demonstrated that a lot of movies nowadays all sound, all the soundtracks sound the same because what tends to happen is the director will edit to a previously written soundtrack by somebody else and then they will recruit a composer and say, write me an original score that sounds like this. And then that composer has to hit all the same beats, all the same tones, all the same points, and everything starts sounding really generic. And if you watch this YouTube clip, it's brilliant because it kind of, it puts some films back to back that you can see where they've stolen the musical ideas from. And they are ridiculously similar. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, it is a really, really good clip. Even the Avengers, the main film, there's not really a a big impact, you know, there's no John Williams going on there, is there? No way. Of the Marvel Universe, I think the strongest theme is the Captain America one. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bit of a trumpet blare, hasn't he, I suppose? Is this the evolution of cinema? So we... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again, we're back to Bond, but Bond almost set this template for having a, a new song in every movie. Yeah. So then most action movies then felt they also needed to have a theme song or a theme tune that would enter the charts and and sort of create the musical identity of, of that film. But we've sort of drifted away from that now. We're almost in an era where Bond mimics other movies as opposed to movies mimicking Bond. I think certainly in terms of the Bourne argument, isn't there, that Daniel Craig's turn has been heavily influenced by that more sort of gritty, rough around the edges, the, the Bourne influence. Yeah. But I think in terms of the, the music, Bond has, if anything, you know, they've had that, the flirtation with the pop and that in the 80s. You had, you know, Aha and acts like that. And they're probably and garbage, I suppose. But I think certainly the, the Daniel Craig ones, in the last few, they've gone back to that classic orchestral, trumpety, old-fashioned Shirley Bassey type affair. Uh, the Adele, and even the Sam Smith one. Uh, you know, I thought, I was, I'm not the biggest fan of the Sam Smith one, but it's no, it, it's not um, Die Another Day, is it? I, it's grown on me, actually. It's interesting with Bond songs because you kind of want them to grab you straight away, but as time's gone on, I've preferred that one, whereas the longer time goes with Skyfall, I like that less and less. But is that oversaturation? Maybe it is, maybe it is. This is giving me an idea for a challenge, though, uh, an Andy or Fix-It style challenge. Go on. Well, but we, we could maybe do it as a, as a, as a duet... <laughs> And to keep the musical theme going, if we if we chose films from the last ten years, popular films from the last ten years, and then gave them a, a song that had been out in a similar period of time, and assigned it as the theme tune to that film, 
what would we come up with? So not the song that was actually the one. For, so you can't pick It's Gonna Stop Us Now for Mannequin because it's the film song. Yeah. So you you mentioned The Avengers. Yeah. What if Limp Biscuit had recorded a song for The Avengers or, you know, oh, yeah, pick something from a band's back catalogue to match the appropriateness of that movie? Tying in quite nicely, I've always thought that Land of a... Land of a Thousand Words. Oh, yeah. It's a Scissor Sisters song yep. from the album Tada. Is a brilliant Bond song. Specifically, I think it would have been made a fantastic Roger Moore era Bond song. It's brilliant, and I cannot hear it without thinking, I want to see a silhouette of Roger Moore jumping in front of a naked woman. Which film are you going to tie that up with, then? I think I think it would have been A Good Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, but that's got one of the best themes of all time. I'm not, I don't want to replace it. I just want to have it over the end credits. <laughs> it's, it's the alternative <laughs> one that didn't make the grade. Yeah, the KD Lang one for Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes. Okay. Was it that one? It is that one, isn't it? Yeah. So is that our challenge? Yeah. You get that on the ledger. Yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. we've both got to come up with how many each? Um, let's go for one film per decade since the 60s. Okay. Yeah. So we can each choose our own movies and our own songs to match those movies. But obviously the, the rule being it can't be a film that, a, a song that was in or written for the film in the first place. Deal. Let's do that. We'll do that for next time. Yes. Some homework. Right. Better get on it. And I'll see you next time. See you then. See you then.